Well, tonight at the Little Caesars Arena, the Pistons will take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavaliers are kicking butt right now, and we are happy to be joined by the Vice President, Basketball Operations, my friend, the pride of Detroit Country Day, the pride of the Michigan State University. Evan, I know you love that. Uh, he is Jason Hillman. What's up, Jace? How you doing, Tony? I, I, I think I'm still uh, a few rungs way below Chris Weber and Shane Battier on the uh, Pride of Country Day, but I'll take it. I appreciate it. How are you? Doing pretty good. We're doing, we're doing good. This is uh, podcast number two, so you're our first guest. And because Evan is, Evan's a bigger Spartan fan than, than you are, this is, good. this is good to have two Spartans here together. Well, Stoney, you root for him um, in basketball, so you're kind of like a Spartan fan. That's true, but I'm so, I have right. such tunnel vision this week that I, I don't know. I have, I can, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, what a great joke, huh? Uh, I know, I know. Tough week. So, Hills, what, your, your team is just unbelievable right now, and it was good last year. What did Donovan Mitchell, what does he add to this team? I mean, I, for years, I've been, have this app that goes off every time he did something with Utah because, as you know, the Pistons, you know, could have had him, but took Luke Kennard and said, instead, you guys got him, and he's been just unbelievable, hasn't he? He's been incredible. Um, and he's been, you know, I think JB talked about it a couple nights ago. Um, he's been a complete basketball player. He has helped us on the offensive end, obviously immensely, but on the defensive end as well. And, you know, for us, obviously Darius got hurt opening night. Um, and so we had to put the ball in Donovan's hand and, and really have us lead, lead us, you know, through these first seven games. Uh, we got Darius back, you know, obviously against, against Boston. But the amazing thing to me about Donovan, and this is – not an easy thing for an NBA player to do, but he's a three-time all-star coming to a team that had a core established, right? I mean, we had established this young core of Evan and Jarrett and Darius with a couple veterans um, that took a significant step last year, albeit we still have a ways to go. And he's miraculously found his voice. Like it's difficult to come in and figure out where you lead, where you defer, where you try and fit in, and he's done it beautifully. Um, he's just an, an incredible locker room guy. He's a hell of a basketball player, complete basketball player. Um, you know, he struggled the other night against Boston early, but then finished great, um, and we couldn't be happier. He is just, you know, he, I think he has taken our team to another level, and it's why we made the deal. And how the other players, you know, fit in with him do they you said he's a great guy in the locker room but man he just even in the community you see him interviewed he's always smiling and he, he seems like almost like the perfect teammate yeah so like you know when when we made the deal and i think this story got got published but he, i think he was playing golf and when he realized he was coming to us but the guys that we were still having on our team um he apparently just went crazy um, he's got a relationship with Darius. In fact, I think he may have even been working out with Darius the week we made the deal. Um, those two have an incredible relationship. They are happy sharing the backcourt together. You know, he has made it clear that he's not coming in here trying to be some savior. Um, and again, he just picks his spots. He's, you know, 
he, he got to Cleveland, Ohio. He was blown away at the reception that he got when we first brought him here in his introductory press conference. He started going to Browns games. He started going to Guardians playoff games. He's a huge may not know. Um, his dad's involved with the New York Mets organization for a long time. So he loves baseball. So he and I have, have certainly clicked over that. Um, but, you know, you guys know this is a – and, you know, we think we have now four all-star potential caliber players in our starting lineup. Now, coming into the season, every team has that aspiration of holding the Larry O'Brien trophy at the end of the year, and I, I assume the Cavs did with the young core. But now when you get him, how much higher do expectations become when you add another all-star to your already very young core that's out there competing day in and day out without him? You know what? At the risk of sounding coach speak, I, I don't know that it could change the expectations for us because, you know, candidly, at the end of last year, um, you know, we had we'd obviously accomplished a lot, and then we had some injury bug. We missed out on the playoffs. That probably turned out to be a blessing in disguise. So our group right now is still playing as if we have not accomplished anything because we haven't. And, and I, again, I don't mean to make that sound cliche, especially to you guys, but we have to play as if we are underdogs. That's something that JV preaches to us all the time on a regular basis. Um, and if we lose that, I think it would affect the way we play. Um, and until that changes, I think we want to keep playing that way. We're not putting a ceiling on what we can do, what we're capable of. Um, and, and so I think it's it's way too early to start you know, talking about what the expectation game may be. I mean, you guys are what six and one right now, heading heading into tonight, and uh, do you know? Obviously, the best team in the division so far. Well, it's amazing to me about Donovan Mitchell. And granted, it's early, but when you Evan, when you look at the stats here, he's averaging thirty-one. That's basically almost two times as much as anybody else on the team is averaging. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we you know because we obviously spread that wealth, and I think that's one thing that you're going to see from us on a regular basis is, you know, you look at, at the game against Boston the other night for us, Darius and, and Donovan combined for 54, I think. But then, you know, we get 15 from Karras. We get another 29 combined, I think, from Jarrett and Evan Mobley, um, who shot the ball. Both of them shot the ball really, really well. We're going to get different people every night. Um, two games before, we had Kevin Love and Dean Wade combined for eight threes. Uh, they both had eight threes. Neither of them made a three uh, in our, our win against Boston at home the other night. So we're going to get somebody stepping up every night. Um, that's the depth of our of our group right now. Um, Jetty Osmond has played well. Karis LeBert has played well. He obviously had a 40-piece against Boston in Boston. Um, then comes out the other night and didn't score the ball well, but had nine assists. So, you know, we're, we feel like we're balanced um, and we're deep. And we're versatile, and and that certainly plays well in today's NBA. Now, I I know uh, Evan's not going to like this because he hates all things maize and blue. But tell us about Karis Levert. How good of a player is he? How good of a teammate is he? That type of stuff. Great player, and you know, an even better human being. Um, everybody that we talked to uh, when we acquired him was raving about him. Jared Allen obviously knew him and played well with uh, with him in Brooklyn, so there was some familiarity there. Um, you know, he's a guy that's comfortable coming off the bench. He's comfortable in the starting lineup. He's comfortable deferring. He's comfortable realizing where he has to go make plays. 
just a special guy. And um, I think you saw, you know, his, his blossoming at Michigan. Um, and he's a, he's a guy that we were very happy to go and make that deal for uh, in the middle of last year. I think, you know, he got injured last year. And I think had he stayed healthy, you know, certainly that helps bode well for us, especially down the stretch where we needed some ball handling. Um, and it would have been a different, different end to the year for us had, had he been healthy. And believe it or not, Stoney, I actually root for him after that bad injury he had. I always like to see kids come back. But now, looking at the Pistons from the outside in, we're very close here. And I was actually just talking with Stoney um, this morning about how I think the Pistons need to build the same way that you guys and the Cavs did. How do you guys look at the Pistons' young core and what could be happening for them? Like, do you see themselves in a similar path with the Cavs? Well, you know, the Cavs added some great veteran depth. And you, like you said, and Allen and Mitchell and, and even Karis LeVert, who's been in the NBA for a few years now. But how, how do you guys view the Detroit Pistons? Yeah, the same way. It's a great question. And I think we see some parallels for a lot of reasons, whether you want to say market, whether you want to say, you know, you've got to build through the draft and trades. We have an enormous amount of respect for what Troy Reaver and his group have done. I'll say something really nice about another Michigan guy, Josh Bartlestein, who's Who's my guy there, and and uh, George David, Anthony Leodi in their in their front office. There's a ton of respect for how they're building, and you see how much talent, uh, young talent that they have. We're excited about this division being really competitive for a long time to come, and and maybe seeing Detroit and Cleveland have that rivalry like we used to have a while back uh, in in the playoff years for our respective teams. So, you know, a ton of respect for the young talent that they're starting to assemble. Um, and and I think it's going to pay off for, for Detroit for sure. I want to ask you about uh, Dan Gilbert, obviously, the Detroiter owning the Cavaliers. He went through some health issues. How's he doing, and um, what's the latest, if you can add anything? Yeah, he's doing well. Thanks for asking, Stoney. He, um, you know, I got to spend some good time with him uh, up in Toronto when we were there for opening night. Um, hopefully we'll see him at the game. Um, you know, he's been around a little bit. He spoke to our team. Um, before one of our games a few games ago, which was really meaningful and really impactful. You know, he's doing well. Um, obviously, it's been a challenge for him the last couple of years, but um, he's a massive fighter. His entire family is. We've got access to him for whatever we need. He has continued to be um, just an incredible, incredible resource for us, um, both personally, professionally, remains a mentor to all of us. He is sharp as a tack, still sees around corners that you and me can't see around, which I, I continue to marvel at. So uh, he's doing well. He's engaged with us. And I know this, he, uh, he really likes our basketball team right now, which is a lot of fun. And he deserves it because he is an incredible guy to work for and with uh, and an amazing friend. Now, this one is not as serious of an issue as that. But being here in Detroit my entire life, I've caught grief for being a Michael Jordan fan. And then when I see Michael Jordan's logo on a Pistons jersey, I've always said that's kind of like sacrilegious. I feel in Cleveland with everything that's happened between Jordan Bowles and the Cavs in the early 90s, that it's kind of the same thing. So it's not about the Jordan logo being on the jersey, but every NBA team now has, what, five or six different jerseys. Do you personally have a favorite Cavs jersey right now? Wow, that's a great question. Um, do I personally have a favorite? 
um, you know, we just went through a rebrand. Um, so we've got we've, we've got some new colors. I'll say this. We've got one that that is uh, still yet to drop. Um, and I know this is a podcast and not a visual, so I, I I'm not helping you out right now. But uh, one that is uh, going to make its debut later on this year will be my favorite. And I, I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. And hopefully I can join you guys again. I can tell you what it is. But, could, uh, could it be we, like we, we, the ones that, uh, like the blue and orange? Like a throwback? No. Okay. No, the Brad Doherty one. Not the throwback. Okay. It is not the Brad Doherty throwback. No, it's not. Um, okay. But uh, so I'll leave you in suspense for all that, but um, we got a cool one coming. I'll say that. All right. Final thing, Jace. I know, you know, even though living in Cleveland, you're a big fan of uh, the old English D. Tiger's going to get any better here? I think so. I, I you know, I, I, I like the move I, I like the move that they make and I, I think they're in good hands now. Um and uh you know look, I cut me open, there's still an old English key there, right, Stoney? So I know. Um although I although I gotta say we are very close with the guys who run the Guardians and that was a fun brand of baseball to watch there as well. Um I have full full confidence in uh in the leadership at uh, at Comerica Park, and I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing some some good baseball here soon. Hey, Evan, Jason was like the star of the uh, the celebrity team that ended up losing to Detroit Teachers in the first annual Jamie Samuelson Memorial Softball game, and then he went back the next day to play hardball. You want to know a fun fact about that too? Since Gator was in it, who's our colleague? He, uh, I just heard the other day that he says his foot is still sore from that game. <laughs> is he really hurt? Is he, he's really hurt. I heard him say to our to our brand manager Jimmy Powers the other day that his foot is still sore from that. So it's so funny that you just brought it up. <laughs> Come on, Gator. Come on. <laughs> that was a, that, hey, you know what? That was a lot of fun uh, on a very emotional, meaningful night for a lot of us, and I know you guys for sure. And uh, from what I gather, we're going to do it again. So um, a, a great way to honor our, our, our buddy Jamie. Oh yeah, and All if right. anybody would get a kick, little Caesars Arena, don't beat up on the Pistons too bad. We can we we beat Golden State, so maybe we can beat you guys too. I am looking forward to getting some Little Caesars pizza in the media room. I'm excited for that. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Hellman, Vice President, Basketball Operations, Cleveland Cavaliers, our first guest on Restore the Floor. Thanks, Jace. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.